Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Well, this is the matinee of the play, written, directed, and produced for the Woman's Club by Fibber McGee. It's entitled, When Knighthood Was the Stuff, or Who Wants to Rattle in the Castle? And the curtain has just risen on the third gripping act, where in a gleaming suit of armor, Sir Lancelot is seen talking to the fair Elaine. These two parts we see by the program are taken by Fibber McGee and Molly. Ah, Sir Lancelot, do not be so distant. Come up closer to me, fair knight. Ah, would that thou didst not have to fight the Black Knight in yon tournament today. I fear me that some harm will perchance come to thou. Say not so, or say not so, fair knight. Methinks I can best this Black Knight with one eye tied behind me. Verily, Elaine, he is a peluca. A pushover, forsooth. Ah, there speaketh me old true Lancelot. Yea. Remember, I am banking on you, my fair knight. Ah, yes. Bank knight. <laughs> Dost thou not get it, Elaine? Thou said thee are banking on me, and I come back with a goodly quip. Ain't funny, Nick Lancelot. Gad <laughs> Dukes, I would fain have done better. Did not these iron pants cramp at my style somewhat? <laughs> my Lancelot. Someone approaches the drawbridge. Is that what that was? <laughs> Could it be the man who comes to our house when Papa's gone away? <laughs> Nay, fair maid, it is the black knight. And now I must go forth to do battle for thy hand. Hold it now, hold it. For should I fail, must thou perforce be given in marriage to the black knight. Ah, these are troublous times when a maid must wed against her will. Merlin the magician telleth me that he hath looked into the future unto the time when the shotgun will have supplanted the broadsword to this purpose. Merlin, bah, a faker, a reader of tree leaves, forsooth. You said it. <laughs> he is always taking an orange pico into the future. <laughs> I must go forth to battle, for battle, Elaine. Aha! He cometh! It is Sir Throckmorton, the Black Knight of Gildersleeve. Four of them. Oh, Black Knight. Oh. It is I, Sir Lancelot, challenging thou to combat. Oh, yes. Good day, good night. <laughs> Speaketh not to the maid of Astolat last night until thou hast tested thy opponent, Sir Lancelot, in mortal combat. Yea, draw and defend thyself, Violet. And where does Violet McGee? Oh, oh, yeah. Draw and 
can defend myself, Bart. And may the best man win. Two arms, Knave. Two arms. Go to it, Lancelot, me bully boys. Try a left jab with thy broadsword. Ah. Verily, it sounded like a boiler factory. I fear me to slate like it's louder than yon armor. Remember, I'm supposed to win. All right, Bucky. We've got to make this look good, otherwise we'll... Cut that out, Bucky. You stuck me. Well, I couldn't help it. Here's the darn clumsy. That's all. Well, let me tell you... Oh! You stop that stuff, McGee, or I'll bang your iron pajamas into a wad of tinfoil. <laughs> All right, you bang me, but don't give me any more of your lips. <laughs> Heavenly night, or day. Look at them go, will you? Now, look here, Lancelot. I've had about enough of this. I will indeed, brave Lancelot. Ah, do I will. But, fair maid, thou seemest sad. Thy eyes are drooping. What botherest thou? Tell me, Lancelot, hath America yet been discovered? Nay, not until eight centuries hence. Well, then how canst thou take thy bride to Niagara Falls? <laughs> Mrs. Uppington, do you really think so? Oh, I do, indeed. The minute I saw you come out on the stage in that costume, I said to myself, how delightfully she portrays a girl of the Middle Ages. Very <laughs> <laughs> Middle Ages, really. <laughs> now, looky here, Mrs. Uppington. Fine, excuse me, girls. Lay aside my sword and get started, Mrs. Uppington. How about the gate receipt? I'll just come out Oh, Mr. Fine. before we started, the club had a $300 deficit. Now, how's the deficit? Oh, now it's $950. <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? Oh. The biggest deficit we ever had. Wonderful. Oh, my, I'm so thrilled, really. <laughs> how's the audience reaction? Are they good? Oh, now, I was extremely disturbed about that for a time during the second day. Why, Mrs. Uppington? Well, the steam radiators were hissing so loudly. And when I ran down to turn them off, there were no radiators. Dearie, you did your best. I'm hurt. 
I really do think you overplayed your part a little when you slapped Mr. Gildersleeve down with your sword. <laughs> that was quite a while if I gave the old boy, wasn't it? I bet he thought he was playing with Olsen and Johnson and Helmet the Poppin. Oh. <laughs> oh, 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 here he comes. Oh, look here, McGee. <laughs> Mr. Gildersleeve, my, you were wonderful as the Black Knight. So realistic, really. Now, I'll tell you where, Gildersleeve. I think you've got definite talent. In fact, I, I think you'd make a great character actor if you only had a little more character <laughs> and could act. Is that so? <laughs> well, what was the idea of knocking me cold in the last act? That baseball bat wasn't in the script, for me. <laughs> well, that was just a sudden inspiration, Gildersleeve. <laughs> Did you see that dent in his helmet, Molly? I that was the biggest depression I've seen since 1929. <laughs> That's enough from you, McGee. Oh, yeah. Take off that armor and meet me man to man. I'll... I'll blitzkrieg you. Oh, here now, Mr. Gildersleeve. That's okay, Molly. That's the way the little boy wants it. Beat it now, Gildersleeve, and I'll meet you outside in five minutes. Oh, no, you won't. I'm going to wait right here for you. Oh, dear. Why do you two always have to be fighting? Why Why don't you patch things up, McGee? When I get through with this guy, they won't even be able to patch him up. Why, I'll... I'll... Let me at him. Let me at him. Hey, where's the thing that unhooks this armor? Here, McGee, let me help you. Don't you dare touch me! Don't <laughs> dare touch me. Not while I'm in this condition. I'll get out of this my own way. How do I ever get into this thing? Can't you remember, dear? Oh, I was so busy rehearsing my life. Oh. Maybe this is the way. I'm off that way. Quit stalling, you little weasel. You quit rushing me, you big nasty, nasty, nasty person. Now, let me see. Where was that? Where, you poor lad? Is there anything your Molly can do for you, dearie? I guess not. Let me try once more. Take the helmet off first, why don't you? Oh, yeah? Why don't I? How do you get it off? Well, mine wasn't even fastened. Maybe yours screws off like a diver's helmet. Here, let me show you. Hey, oh, no. You're twisting my head around. Yeah. What do you think I am, a puppet? The word is puppet, dearie. Puppet. Huh? Well, whatever it is, I ain't one of them. I'd better let me think of it. How can I get this dead rather thing off? Oh, McGee, what are you going to do? Stand here all evening like a can of tomatoes? <laughs> Only one thing to do, Molly. i got to find a blacksmith. You come with me, Molly, and hold this sword over my head. What on earth for? There's a thunderstorm coming up, and in this outfit I need a lightning rod. Driving a beautiful, shiny new automobile. Then listen. Heavenly days, aren't you getting tired, dearie? We must have walked five miles looking for a blacksmith shop. Oh, well, I think there's one right around this next corner. Oh, no, there isn't, McGee. Now, look here, Mr. Gildersleeve. How many times must we tell you to stop following us? Go on home, Gildersleeve. Beat it. Scram. I won't do it. I want to be there when you get that armor off. Well, I wish I could get it off right now, Gildersleeve. I'd show you. Now, run along and quit tagging us. I'll follow you as long as I want to. This is a free country. 
Oh, yeah. Well, let me tell you, Gildersleeve. All right, all right. Break it up there. And you, where's your license? <laughs> license for what, officer? For holding the... Well, why don't you leave your costume in your dressing room, you off? You're acting like a kid, you scut. I'll be on your way and I'll fall you in the pan. Oh, yeah? What do you think I am now? <laughs> Come on, Molly. Well, hello there, Molly. Who's your friend in the galvanized Aberdeen? <laughs> Mr. Wilcox, we're looking for a blacksmith shop so we can get him out of it. Yeah, otherwise I'm going to be a knight the rest of my days, Harlow. <laughs> well, that's a... <laughs> that's a tough spot you're in, pal. Ah, oh, but those knights of the round table had the right idea at that. How so, Mr. Wilcox? Well, they knew that there was nothing like a hard, smooth outer layer of protection. Uh-oh. We will now hear from that polished nobleman... Sir Cassian Walnut. <laughs> well, gee, it's true. Johnson's wax gives floors and furniture a suit of armor that gives them positive protection in the battle against dirt and dust and wear and scratch. Uh, tell me, Mr. Wilcox, uh, did King Arthur use Johnson's wax on the round table? Why, he must, Miss Molly. Johnson's wax is good for round tables, square tables, coffee tables, things kitchen for all tables, and dining tables. Oh, get to the end, Wilcox. And then to the end. Any enthusiasm with a hose. You say you don't know where there's a boxing shop, Harlow? No, I don't, Fibber. But wait till you read what the newspapers say about that play of yours. Oh. Well, what's that got to do with his getting out of that suit of armor? Plenty. <laughs> Either of so Pfizer. Well, good luck, pal. McGee. Huh? He's a of Such a big grudge. Why must you cut it out like that? Oh, now, McGee. Remember, it's his ghost against you in that poor little suit of armor. Don't take any chances. Oh, there, my dear. Who's your friend in the noisy knickers? <laughs> it's me husband, Mr. Boomer. We're looking for a blacksmith to get him out of the armor. Maybe you're the guy we're looking for, Boomer. As Mr. Roosevelt says to Mrs. Farley, how about the loan of your Jimmy for a while? Uh... <laughs> That's very good, Rattle Rompers. Very good. <laughs> I've got exactly the thing for you. You have? Certainly have. Little invention of my own. A little gem can cutter and oyster opener. Guaranteed to open any Pullman window with one smart blow of the glass. Hey, that don't sound bad. You think it'll work on me? Five three daughters, one twist of the little gem, and you'll come out of that sardine sarcophagus quicker than a rabbit can. Well, quicker than a rabbit can. <laughs> Mr. Boomer, trot it out. This time you've made a sale, I yes. All right, my dear. I have a little gem. I can't open it right here someplace. Now, what did I do with that little gem? Let me see. Here's a sprig of mint leaves. In case I should encounter a leg of lamb. <laughs> a little pop gun I used to pop off my pop. Here's a small object, no larger than a man's hand. In fact, that's just one deal. <laughs> Looks mighty familiar, too. Well, well, it's mine. <laughs> but what was it doing in my pocket? 
There's a letter that uh, Louis the wife asked me to deliver to the governor. It says here, I've been in here for 30 years, and again, Roosevelt and Taft and Dewey are going to run for president. I'd like to get out now, if you'll pardon me. This is where I came in. And it's just for a small portion of Pilsner. Well, well, imagine that. No little jam can opener. Come to think of it, you've done me a good turn, Paul Fly. What's me? I'm going right home and invent a little jam right now. Good day, my dear, and so on to you, demodable girl. Yes, it is. This beautiful blue still falling. Yes, it is. I just found him up around the corner. Lucky for him, I can't get this dead dead armor off. I'd pound him flatter than yesterday's deer. I, I don't know what he's up against, that's on me, Molly. Oh, no, well, that's human nature, McGee, going up against hopeless odds. Just think of the man who ate the first lobster, dear. <laughs> I still don't see any blacksmith shops, Mouse. <laughs> what are horses wearing nowadays, anyway? Bedroom flipping? Ah, oh, you poor lad. You must be simply worn out dragging around in that pile of scrap iron. You're right near our house. Why don't you go home and lie down a while? Yeah, that's not a bad idea, Molly. Once I get a rest, maybe I can remember how I got this thing on. Anyone know? daughter! Who's running in the river? <laughs> Well, this is Mr. McGee, Mr. Oldtimer. Here, Jerry. How'd you ever get married, Johnny? Just over it in my diet, Oldtimer. Didn't have enough iron in my system, and now I got too much system in my eyes. <laughs> wow. Well, <laughs> Peter, I don't get it. <laughs> well, he had to wear this costume in a stage play, Mr. Oldtimer. He was very much on his nettles, and uh, vice versa. <laughs> now that's pretty good, daughter. That's right. But that ain't the way I hear it. Oh, dear. The way I hear it, one fellow says, Better He says, It won't be long now till all them political candidates start calling each other names over the radio. They were smart to all take a trip from this program and use Johnson's wax and all their platforms. That's me, says, Better Oh, I'm 
dress humbly, and I look in nice soft shoes, and then I look in the classified dresses for somebody to get your eyes about Might be a good idea to start looking on the filing system. Oh, I don't know how I'm Oh, yes, sir. Oh, hello there, little girl. Hey, I see you last day tonight. How's the like it? Well, I attended the filing office. That's not the property of it. What do you mean? Well, I'm the dramatic editor of our kindergarten paper, and I have to see all of those, good, bad, and no difference. Well, professionally, then, sir, what do you think of your underlying premise of our production? The underlying premise. Huh? What do you think of the show? Oh, well, I have always thought that the days of knighthood was a very romantic period. Oh, yeah, well, what do you think of my performance? Well, I thought you were very unromantic, period. Don't you think I was pretty impressive in this suit of armor? See, that's funny. That's just what Roy took to ask me. Oh, he did, eh? Mm-hmm. He asked you uh, what you thought of me in my armor, eh? Yes. And what did you say? <laughs> oh, come on, sir. I can take it. Flattery don't turn my head. <laughs> what did you say, Roy, he thinks about me in my armor? Yeah, I said, Count the dance I Roy. He can't. Fresh kid. You know, Molly, I still think she's a nigger. <laughs> well, dialogue for you boys. <laughs> is it Noel Coward? Uh, why should I waste any brilliant epigrams on this low brow? Come on, I let's see. Hey, wait a minute. Lock the door. It's locked. Now let me see. I think a little little gadget on the shoulder here. Unhook the front. Slide the helmet back. Huh? Oh. Here. And here's your chest, dearie. But say, look here, McGee. Hmm? If you could take that armor off so easily, why didn't you do it at the theater? What? And get my block myself? <laughs> McGee! Have you got that armor off yet? Huh? Oh, yes. I got your armor off, but I got my glasses on now. Good night, Black dedicated to Mother, it is also a National Hospital Day, in honor of the birthday of Florence Nightingale, the founder of Modern Nursing. Yes, so may we suggest you pay a visit to your hospital and uh, get acquainted with your most helpful neighbor. And don't forget, it's the men and women in white we turn to when everything looks black. Good night. Good night, all. Good night.